today I'm recording with a little bit of a cold, so apologies for my voice sounding different. Um, It's Labor Day weekend, and I wanted to talk about creating space for your ideas and planning for, you know, the last quarter of the year. I don't like to think of the year ending just yet, but it is the last quarter. So I'm going to talk about transition times um, and giving your ideas some space. So September is here. It's kind of an abrupt end to August. Um, Summer mode just kind of immediately gets cut off. I was talking about this to someone the other day, how it's just a sudden switch and we're now in uh, work mode or building mode, um, which is awesome because I've been building for the last several weeks. So I'm going to be attending a conference called Fireside, which is actually a no technology uh, conference. So it's disconnect to connect. And after that, I'll be 100% back in full work mode, hopefully refreshed with some awesome um, ideas and motivation. But the last couple months, um, I've been working a lot on the business, business building, right? So not so much client stuff, but building the business and working with a lot of transitions and recruiting some new awesome team members, which... You know, it does take a while to find those right people, and I don't want to jump the gun and, and, you know, end up with a situation where it's not a good fit. So, that's been taking quite a while. Thankfully, I've made some really good progress. As a creative and an entrepreneur, um, I know the benefits of a workspace that's well-equipped, and from time to time, I love working in other environments. I think it's super important to have inspiring environments. Um, another thing that's really important is to have relevant people there. So networking that's actually going to help you out. That's relevant people. And again, being inspired daily and around the right people and in the right environment. So, uh, before the additional unit that we took on at, at our studio, now creative group, before that other unit became available in the same building that we're in. Um, I jumped on the opportunity to join the largest global co-working community, which is called WeWork. And as of September 1st, the main floor of their brand new Toronto location opened. So I gave some of my team members a vacation. Essentially, um, wanted to have a little bit of a break during this transition time, right before starting back September after Labor Day. So I decided to go check out WeWork on its first day, and on day one of that membership, I actually booked two different meetings with people who were brand new to my network. They weren't referrals, they weren't people that I met at an event or anything like that, and they were from WeWork. So while the new space itself is beautiful, and you know it'll be an extra space for us to use casually, Um, for one-off things, and hopefully we can host larger events there as well because they have a a big capacity. The best part, I think, is going to be constantly connecting to other entrepreneurs and creatives in the city. And, you know, when Now Creative Group started, I was in a co-working space. Um, But, you know, as as you evolve, the, the the typical path is that you start off in a coffee shop or at home, you get couple desks or one desk at a co-working space 
uh, you might get a few desks, but then really you outgrow it, right? You need your own office, you need to be able to build your own culture, um, and you know, you got to customize that experience for your clients and stuff like that. But WeWork has their model down. You know, they have so many locations around the world. It's very high quality. And I'm going to be using it for, for awesome ideas. I think that ideas need space. And that's, that is space in terms of time, in terms of, you know, distance from other people, but also the environment that you're in. So I would love to know if you have any other creative spaces or alternative spaces that you work from. And if you've ever been to WeWork, please let me know. Um, again, I'm not endorsing WeWork specifically, but I absolutely love the new space that they've set up in Toronto. And that's how we're going to use it as an agency. Given that it is Labor Day... Um, obviously I'm doing some work today. I wanted to look a little bit at the history of Labor Day in Canada. So it actually started back in 1872 in Hamilton, Ontario. There was um, basically a whole movement to try to make uh, <laughs> a movement to try to push for nine hour days. And people wanted to, you know, have more time to do other things with their families, uh, with their city with education and they couldn't do that because they were working way more than nine hours a day so you know there was there was a number of companies that you know basically would not agree to actually make this happen and so there was protests and marches and uh, in the end uh, they did switch to a nine-hour day and that is again a 58-hour work week which today the standard work week is about 40 hours. But if you're an entrepreneur, you're laughing because that's, you know, <laughs> that's about half of how much you work in a week. Um, so in Toronto, there was the printers union that went on strike. And, you know, again, all these things kind of uh, came together to push for a 54 hour work week and eventually different acts and movements um, were passed. But that is one of the things that inspired it in Hamilton and Toronto. So I know Labor Day has kind of history around the world and uh, it's, it's in North America. It's not just in Canada. But I, I did want to realize and take that note that, you know, times have changed. Uh, back then they were doing a lot of, you know, heavy factory work. And so there's no reason for us to only work uh, eight hours a day or seven hours at the one hour lunch or whatnot because realistically you need to work at the times that are productive to you so if you can work a few hours in the morning have a few hours off in the afternoon to do some reading to explore to meet up with friends to have lunch and then do another few hours the late afternoon and evening that's awesome right if you're a person who is uh someone who's a night owl works overnight you want to hang out relax rest you know do some social stuff in the day and then hammer down at night and get to work. So just wanted to throw that out there on Labor Day, um, you know, different styles of working. And also now it's ironic, but we are using Labor Day as a way to take a break from the day-to-day -day work, reflect on things, make plans. And as it is traditionally around the back to school time, uh, it is a time to refresh before we get started and jump in. So I'm wishing everyone all the best for the last quarter of the year. 
I'm pumped about now creative group or you know on track to have our best year ever and I'm really excited to not only be you know taking a break and jumping back in but also to be working with a lot of new people on our team and new partners and new communities so cheers to labor <laughs> labor creativity productivity making things happen Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I know I have a cold and it probably sounds horrible, but thank you so much for paying attention, um, for getting to the end. And if you'd like to read more about some of the things that I'm talking about, I've been blogging them at medium.com slash Francavilla, which is my last name, uh, F-R-A-N-C-A-V-I-L-L-A. And that's also my Twitter name, so I'd, I'd be happy to interact get some thoughts and discussion on there as well anytime thanks so much for listening and have an awesome week weekend wherever you're at uh enjoy make something happen